Hey guys, this is Nikki DeSalvatore and welcome to A Mom and a Mic. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and was created to provide a safe place for moms of every age, every walk of life, and every background. My prayer for you is to find solace, comfort, laughter, hope, and inspiration as we journey through this adventure called Life Together. Today I'm sharing with you podcast number two called Anxiety, It's Time to Break Up. If you would like to share today's episode with a friend, just go to amamanamike.com and look for episode number two, Anxiety, It's Time to Break Up. Also, I would love for you to reach out and connect with me on my Facebook page, Amamanamike. Here you will find words of inspiration, reminders to keep you motivated, and dialogue to get you through the week, hopefully making you smile and laugh. If I had a dollar for every time I asked myself, but what if... I seriously would have retired many years ago. Fear. We all have experienced it, and most of us struggle with it on a daily basis. Fear. No matter what your profession, age, or ethnic background, it's the one common thread that seems to creep into everyone's lives, stealing precious time that should be spent enjoying life instead of consumed with worrying. Lately, all I need to say is 2020 and people across the world stop and shudder. With everything that's happening, not only in our nation, but in the world, it seems that fear has become its own pandemic. My question is why? Why do we allow that feeling that's so scary and can be so gut-wrenching to take root in our souls? Believe me, when I ask this question, I'm preaching to myself as this has been a major problem throughout my entire life. I guess in order to understand how to lessen anxiety in our lives, we need to discover where anxiety comes from. Just so you know, fear and all its evil tactics come directly from Satan, otherwise known as the devil. In John 10.10 it says, The thief's purpose, which is Satan, is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose, the Lord, is to give life in all its fullness. So many people think, well, God is just trying to scare me so that I will start doing what he says. No, God doesn't work like that. Those thoughts are coming directly from the devil. Believe it or not, despite what society says, the Lord doesn't zap you with a wand and sentence you to a life of bad luck. Fear's ultimate goal is to convince your mind that you will always be hostage to whatever brings you worry, that you're not good enough for whatever you're hoping for, that you're never going to be healed from the sickness you're undergoing, or that you could never achieve the goals you've set for in your life. These are lies. Do not accept them. The lies will only become reality when we start believing them and allow them to take root in our soul. So, what do we do now? How do we stop Satan from messing with our minds and break the hold of anxiety from overcoming us once and for all? Well, you know I don't claim to be an expert by any means. But here are my top 10 ways to break up with fear for good. Here we go. Number 1. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Satan's not stupid. He knows that if he can get your eyes off the Lord and what he promises, then we will fail. That's the devil's exact purpose, to get you so scared that you no longer have faith that God will help you. Instead, rebuke those feelings. Tell them right out no. Remember, the lies only become reality when we believe them and receive them, allowing them to take root. See, if it takes root in our mind, it can manifest into the exact thing we are fearful of. So stop. 
Do not allow Satan and his lies to enter your spirit. Stand with the Lord in what he has told you in his word. He tells us in his word that if we are his children and we believe in him, then we are entitled to our inheritance. What? We have an inheritance? So the first time I read this, I was like, wait, what? I'm an heir to something? Yes, we are. The Lord's word can never lie. And as his children, we are promised an inheritance of wholeness, healing, favor, and blessings. And guys, his blessings are so good. These are blessings in your finances, blessings in your health, blessings in your relationship, blessings in your everyday life. Without a doubt, the one thing I can tell you for sure that I've learned most in my life is that there is nothing, and I mean nothing, better than the Lord's favor. Number two, use the Bible as your shield. Think of it like this. When a soldier goes into war, what do they have with them? They have ammo and gear to protect them, right? Well, when we as civilians face a problem or a personal war, we can use what God says in his word as our shield. For example, when fear starts creeping in, remind yourself that in Joshua 1.9 it says, I command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Be a good soldier. Don't try to attack a war unprotected. Remember, pick up your shield. Number three, be mindful. Stop and look around. What do you see? What are the colors around you? What do you smell? Are there any specific people around you that you recognize? Stay in the moment. Don't allow your mind to drift off worrying about what you're going to have for dinner, what the next thing it is on your to-do list, or what's going to happen in the future. We're not promised the future, just today. Instead, pull yourself back to the present, where you are and what is around you. You know, as a mom, sometimes I really struggle with being in the moment because I'm always thinking ahead to the next event or basically trying to close the millions of windows open in my mind. Instead, try to really notice what is happening at that moment and allow yourself permission to become a part of it. Number four, just breathe. Even in my classroom, we start our day with closing our eyes, repeating positive words, and taking time to breathe in three deep breaths. Life can get so overwhelming at times, and often I will take my own one-minute time out to just stop and breathe. I have found that essential oils really help me, and bergamot is kind of like my go-to oil because beyond being found to be calming and naturally treating depression, it just works for me. I'm telling y'all straight up the truth. If I'm at home and I come out of the bathroom smelling like a fruit salad, my husband knows it's better just to step back and give me some space. Number five, give yourself a ticket. I don't mean a speeding ticket. I mean a ticket for one special treat for yourself. I like to call these stress stars. For every time you find that you are worried, heart racing, or anxious, give yourself permission to do one thing that's good for you. Go get a pedicure. Read a chapter in a favorite book. Give yourself a home facial. Do something. For me, one of my favorite things to do is to give myself spa-related escapes. I guess you can get a visual of how much I've dealt with anxiety in my life by looking at what's in my bathroom. I've got everything from face masks, hair masks, feet masks, eye masks, bubble bath, lavender oil, salts, scrubs, etc. At Target the other day, I even saw butt masks. I'm like, what? They get a mask for your butt? As silly as it sounds, if it treats the body and spirit, I promise you, I've got it. Number six, promote positivity. 
Listen, 2020 doesn't need any more negativity. Four words. Turn the TV off. I mean, when you start developing a friendship with the people on Fox News, maybe you're watching too much TV. Turn it off. I can assure you, you're not missing much when you do. Viruses will still be going around, riots and racism will still be a problem, and topics that are both scary and disturbing will still be up for discussion. The news can sometimes, and for me lately, all the time, reap havoc on my mind. Take a break from the negative and watch something funny. Or for me, I just grab some popcorn and turn on a chick flick instead. Number seven, talk to someone. Mm, or not. <laughs> for some of us, talking to a doctor or a counselor can really help unload our anxieties and make us able to deal with fears more easily. But for me, not so much. I've gone to a couple of counselors and it was more like adding fuel to the fire, so to speak. Having to relive things I've been through. Now, I'm sure there are psychologists out there with better strategies to deal with anxiety than I was offered, and maybe one day I'll find one. But from past experience, for me, it didn't bring the healing that I was looking for. What I do know is mental health is so very important to your entire body, and what works for one may not work for you. Someone I do always feel comfortable talking to, though, is the Lord. At times, I get so anxious that I don't even really have the words to say. So instead, I just close my eyes and I repeat, Jesus, Lord Jesus. You would not believe how powerful just his name can be. In Psalm 142, verse 3, it says, For I am overwhelmed, and you alone know the way I should turn. We're not required to know everything to say or ask. Thank the good Lord for that. God is such a patient and loving Father. He wants our hearts, not our technicalities. When your back is against the wall, close your eyes and just speak his name. He's right there with you. And I promise, I promise he'll give you the peace you're seeking. Number eight, just say no. Easy word to speak, right? Not so much an easy word to do. Growing up with a million activities, clubs, and involvement, I learned early on that saying no was not in my vocabulary. Depending on the day, I had a dance bag, swim bag, piano lessons, band, or vocal ensemble practice. But what I learned as I grew older was the more I said yes to things, the more stress and anxiety that I actually had. I needed to learn to stop trying to compete with the Joneses and, quite frankly, just let the Joneses take a hike. One example that comes to mind is social media. Now, this may not seem like a big deal to you, and you may even think I'm ridiculous in saying this, but that's okay. To explain, schools use social media, certain social media, to communicate events going around on campus. In addition, we as teachers use it to stay in touch with parents, giving an insight to what's happening in our classrooms, share great ideas, lessons, or display significant achievements with our students. In other words, it's a chance to show off our work as educators. I've even heard teachers say that unless you tweet about it, it didn't happen. That was and is still just ridiculous to me. Because of this unspoken expectation, I felt pressure to post about every great activity we did or every lesson that I was especially proud of. And I felt guilty when I let projects we'd done pass by without sharing it with the entire world. It became a constant struggle to keep up with the Joneses, aka other teachers. It got to the point that my focus was more on competing with what other teachers posted than it was on truly communicating to parents and friends. Social media became an obligation to me, and I actually developed anxiety over it. Please don't get me wrong, social media is great. 
It's a great way to convey information, stay connected, or express your inner voice. But for me, in order to keep my sanity and seize the anxiety of keeping up with my teacher friends, I had to change a few things. Now, do I still tweet? Yes. Do I still post? Yes. Do I share pics of great activities my classroom kids are doing? Yes. But do I post about every project I do in my classroom? No. Do I post about every little thing in my life? No. Do I care to read about every little event in your life? Love you, but no. I mean, sorry, it's not necessary for me to be alerted every time you need to take a pee, or if the person in front of you looks like your long-lost cousin from New York. And on the flip side, I'm sure you don't need to know about every single time I'm feeling hormonal or need to go to the restroom. I don't know if it's the obligation thing or the fact that tweets and posts are being squawked out for every daily occurrence, but what I do know is between wanting to cook the chicken of tweets or be held hostage to what I was low-key expected to do, I just know this, it caused me stress. As a result, I decided I would only tweet, post, or share things that really matter to me. Does that include exciting things happening in my classroom? Yes. But for me, I had to put parameters around how often I was posting and stop comparing myself to everyone else in my life or at my school. I had to realize that my value as a teacher or a person was not dependent on how many comments or likes I got. Try it yourself. Try saying no or changing the requirements with a few things in your life and just see how the mound just lifts off your shoulders. It's a liberating feeling you will truly want to adopt in your life. So seize the bird and put boundaries on the amount you put on your shoulders. Number nine, simplify. You know, at the beginning of 2020, I decided my word for this year would be simplicity. Little did I know this year would come in full force with my parents bouncing from hospital to nursing home, major tornadoes to hit Tennessee where I live, a deadly virus to sweep over pretty much everyone living in this world, and riots and racism to take hold of innocent lives. I began thinking, if this is simplicity, I can't imagine if my word was chaos. It wasn't until I stood back for a minute and just took a breath that I realized my word was manifesting in my life. As difficult as this year has been and how challenging and scary it still is, what I was given was time. Time when we were all quarantined to stop and spin with Christ. Time to read and take care of myself. Time to write this podcast and become connected with all of you guys. I was given just what my word defined. To pay homage to my all-time favorite movie ever, Top Gun, I wasn't happy unless I was going Mach 2 with my hair on fire. And suddenly, I was forced to stop and truly discover simplicity. I mean, would I have loved to uncover simplicity in a more gentle, less violent way? Sure. But life doesn't always allow for the most obvious path of choice. Instead, I'm learning that even through a pandemic, the less I acquire and hold on to, the more freeing and less anxious my life feels. So clean up the clutter. Leave behind the packed schedule and let go of the but what if thoughts simplify. It will free you from the chaos of life and give you back the time needed to engage in what matters the most. Number 10. So for number 10, instead of saying what to do, I'm going to say what not to do. Don't combat anxiety by pigging out on Twinkies and junk. Seriously, all kidding aside, sugar in times of anxiety may seem like a comforting option, but all it's going to do is achieve more junk in your trunk and you'll be left with added anxiety because your clothes won't fit. Instead, try a cup of warm tea and just be still. So, 
We've got some strategies on how to eliminate anxiety and fear in our lives. Now what? Well, the first thing I will tell you is to not focus on all 10 at once. Remember what number nine was? Simplify. When we have too much on our minds or on our to-do list, we often feel overwhelmed and out of control. Instead, limit what you put on your plate of things to do and pencil in time for yourself. And most importantly, time for the Lord. He's there. Trust me, ready and willing to help you get through this crazy thing called life. Take the time to spend with him. Jot down a verse and use it as your shield against fear. And stop and breathe in positive words over your heart. For me, guys, this was a game changer. I learned that if I wanted my situation to improve, I had to visualize my circumstances the way I wanted them to be. And I had to stand firm on the promise that the Lord wants to see me blessed. Think of it like this. Imagine a huge file folder with your name on it. And inside contains a million blessings. Knowing that Ephesians 3.20 tells us that God is able to do super abundantly more than all we dare to ask or think, according to his power that is at work within us. You look at Christ and say, Lord, what are you waiting for? Why haven't I experienced any of these things? The Lord then gently replies, I was waiting until you truly believed. And quite honestly, you never asked. See, it's not that the Lord doesn't want to give us blessing and favor. That's not the problem. The problem lies within us when we refuse to accept and believe for whatever we desire. And because of this, doubt, sometimes we don't even bother to ask. Every time we say a negative word over our lives, we reject the dream the Lord is trying to give us. Remember, what you think and what you speak are powerful. Speak blessing. Speak hope and favor. Speak health and keep your eyes focused on the Lord. What your mind thinks, your heart feels, and what your heart feels, your life becomes. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Did you hear that? He gives us power and love and a sound mind. The world may be changing before our very eyes, but know this. John 16.33 I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Fear doesn't come from God, and neither does destruction. He is our rescuer, not our punisher. Speak that verse and use it to stand boldly against fear. Every time you start feeling nervous or worried, remember that God's word has power over everything. Fear. It's an endless cycle of torment if you allow it to enter and become a part of who you are. It's an unhealthy relationship that we have all had for way too long. Demand it to leave in Jesus' name. Declare it no longer has a grip on your life anymore. Breathe in God's peace and keep your eyes focused on the Lord. Fear. It's breakup time. Once and for all. And no, we cannot still be friends. Until next week, my friend, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he shine his face upon you and give you peace. Know that the light in me acknowledges, honors, loves, and respects the light within you. Thanks so much for tuning in to A Mom and a Mic podcast. You have blessed my life by being here with me. This has been a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you want to reach out and connect with me on Facebook, you can find me on my A Mom and a Mic group page, NickStang123 on Instagram, or at NickyDeSalvatore1 on Twitter. If something spoke to your heart today, or if you just want to be kind, Please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. 
Remember, be strong, be encouraged, be loved.